Hi there. Here we are at the, the second episode of Shades of Life, which is what I call it because I will probably touch on a little bit of everything as we go along in these broadcasts. Um, part of today I'm going to call um, 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 just a little bit of shameless self-promotion. Um, if you see my profile, you know my name is Nancy L. Stanford, and I am a writer, and I mainly write fiction, and for my self-promotion, shamelessly, I have written, I'm working on a series, a book series, and the first two are complete. They are published. They are available on Amazon.com. They are called Letters to Sarah, and, and as I said, books one and two are available on Amazon. You can also have your favorite bookseller order them. They are independently published because after going through the whole mess, trying to get things straightened out and, 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 and situated, that's where I decided to go. And I've been very pleased with that, that decision. Um, letters to Sarah is written completely in the form of letters. And let me kind of expand on that just a touch. Um, my main character is Mary. And when book one begins, it is the year 1910, and Mary is, is 14 years old. Mary lives in a Midwestern town with her father, her mother, and her sister, Sarah, who is two years older. And without giving away uh, a great deal, I will say that the very first thing that happens in book one is that Sarah, the older sister, uh, dies from a case of pneumonia. So Mary, um, and you have to understand that in 1910, families were very insular. We did not have, they did not have the, uh, the, the vast social networks, uh, vast uh, collection of friends that we have now. They were very, very more uh, family oriented. So Mary's sister, her best friend, has gone and she, of course, is devastated. So Mary decides, and she she thinks that until she's able to adjust to the loss and to cope with it, she's going to write letters to Sarah as though she has simply moved far, far away. Well, I can tell you that even though she does learn to cope and adjust with the loss, she continues to write the letters. And in those letters, we learn about Mary and, of course, her fictional family. Mary, of course, is fiction. But also, we are going to hear, you're going to see about um, our actual history as it is happening at that particular time. So book one covers the, the years of 1910 through the end of 1919. Book two covers the 1920s. I am presently working on book three. It covers the 1930s. And if you know anything about history, you know that there's a great deal going on in Europe and Germany at that time. Let's just put it this way. Stuff's getting real. Okay? So 
I'm in the middle, like I said, I'm in the middle of writing book three and hopefully in the next few months we will have book three ready for you to purchase. Um, I would greatly appreciate uh, if you do go on Amazon to check it out. Um, if you decide to purchase it, which I really hope you will because it's a wonderful story, even if I do so so myself, it is an easy read. Um, I had a 14-year-old boy tell me that he loved it and that it wasn't just for girls. So, accept that too. If you do go on Amazon, please leave a comment. Please leave um, a, 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 a review. Uh, the more of those I get, the, the better it is for my Amazon life, <laughs> you might say. Okay? Letters to Sarah by Nancy L. Stanford. And I would appreciate very much if you would check that out for me. Um, I'm also, I'm also in the early, very early stages of working on a children's book. So, uh, I will, I will update as that goes along. That's, that's a little bit, um, uh, uh, it's a little bit different from what I've been writing, um, and, but it's it's something that's coming you know if you're if you're creative in any way you know that the muse grabs you and you have no choice but to follow well that's the way it is for writing for me I write for the same reason I breathe as Isaac Asimov uh, said if I didn't I would die and I also love crafting and and just creating in general and when I get a, a, the muse strikes me for those things, whether it's writing or crochet or it's uh, sketching or whatever it is, I have to go with it. You know, I can't sit still until I've at least tried it. So there you go. Um, like I said, Letters to Sarah by Nancy L. Stanford. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, have your local bookseller order it for you. Um, and then please leave a review. Okay? Okay. That's my shameless self-promotion. My other thing is, I am, I am literally down to my, to my, the, the nubs of my fingers into the baseball playoffs, um, because we are like, you know, that close. My personal team, and I'm not, t I'm not telling, you know, I, at some point I probably will, but right now I can only tell you that my team has to win the last game of the season tomorrow in order to head to postseason, and I am literally biting my fingernails, which if you knew me well, you would know that's not a smart thing to do, And but it's making me crazy. I love baseball, like, insanely. And, uh, I, I always have, I always have. My uncle, uh, played in the Texas leagues back in the 1940s. And, uh, he, he pretty much, he pretty much immersed me in baseball at a very, very young age. And it took hold and it has been a passion ever since. So there you go. Uh, my Favorite all-time player, I will share this with you, Nolan Ryan. No big surprise there, I should think. Um, but I I will say I don't, I'm not only a major fan of his because of what he did on the field. Let's face it, seven no-hitters is pretty darn good. 
but for the person that he's always been off the field. And that always mattered to me. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why some players, even though they are massively successful on the field, they can be really jerks otherwise. And if, when they do that, they lose me. I Because to me, a person's character is the most per- important thing. Whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whether it's just your basic next-door neighbor, your character says everything about you. Um, I... I <laughs> And I and I've been trying to make to pass that message along as I go. Um, I've had I had a period where I did live broadcasts and and I kind of got away from it because I got busy. Um, but these the the podcast here is so much simpler for somebody who's always seems to be hectic, which is me. <laughs> and so that's that's where we stand. Um, I answered a post on Facebook recently from someone who was ready to just hang it up because their opinions and and their their just their general opinions about things seemed to draw um shall we say highly negative results and whether or not I agree with this person on everything doesn't even matter But what I told this person was, the most important thing in this life is to try to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. To challenge yourself to improve, to to move forward. Uh, Challenge yourself to something bigger, something better, something harder. Um, And it doesn't matter what that is. You know, it just in everyday life, the most important thing for me is to be able to face that person in the mirror. When you get up in the morning and you go in, you know, to brush your teeth and wash your face, you look in that mirror. Are you proud of that person and the life that they're living? Before you go to bed at night and you're doing all your last minute things and you look up in that mirror, are you proud of what that person did with their day. You know, did that person in the mirror purposely insult anyone or hurt anyone? If you can say no, then good on you. Because you have to be, I mean, it is very simple. You really seriously just have to be proud of that person that you see. Now, I also told this person, now you'll forgive me, because I don't usually use, um, uh, shall we say, colorful terms or language, but sometimes something, you know, kind of requires it to a point. But I told this person they're they're they were upset because their opinions were lessened by other people's opinions, or they were made to feel like their opinions did not matter. And I simply told them opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one and they should all pretty much be kept private. You know, it, it it's important to offer your opinion, but if you're going to, please do it in a polite, considerate manner 
And always, always, always remember that that person next to you also has an opinion and it is every bit as important and valid as yours. There is no reason whatsoever to get in a fight or an argument because you don't share the same opinion. I can tell you right now, in the political arena, my son and I are miles apart. We are pretty much polar opposites. But each of us respect that fact that the other person feels the way they feel. We don't, we can't possibly all feel the same way. You know, if we did, this world would be deadly boring. And I, there's no telling where we'd end up. But it's just important in the, we've got such a weird, weird, crazy feeling in this, in this world now. It's, it's gotten so ugly and so hurtful. And it seems like people believe that they've get, been given permission to be hurtful and to be cruel to, to others. And that's not so. It is absolutely not true. You do not have the right to condemn someone because they don't agree with you. You do not have the right to put someone down because, so they don't, because they don't agree with you. You don't have that right. None of us do. So just remember that and remember that it's our differences of opinion that make us interesting. And sometimes it makes us hysterical. I, you know, I mean, seriously. So that's my preachy preachy for the, for the day. I think, um, we, I'm, I'm, I'm so immersed in 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 the base the end of the season for baseball and I am I I crochet as a side business because it started out as a hobby and 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 so many people wanted what I was making that it just suddenly became a business when I wasn't looking and I have a great deal of projects that I have to complete for Christmas so um I'm sidetracked there so the writing of book three, as I mentioned before, has kind of been a slow go. I am, I promise I'm getting to it. I promise I will finish it. And I promise there will be at least one more book after that. I'm hoping for at least book five. So we'll see how things go, right? But please go out, um, look for book, uh, you know, ask for book one to start. See what you think. Um, and let me know. Uh, as far as that, I hope you're all enjoying this, this early fall. Uh, I don't know where you live, but for me, a week ago this time, my air conditioner was on and now I am putting on my fuzzy slippers because it's cool and it's wonderful. It's beautiful out. Um, we've got the holidays coming up. Um, just remember the reasons for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, you know, um, if that's, if that's what you believe. Um, but overall, the message I always want to, to send and the message I, I always want to share and have you really hear and take to heart is that no matter what, no matter what, you must be kind we, people, my, my dears, 
we all live on this one tiny little rock called Earth. We're all, I mean, if you look at it from above, you're not going to see borders and you're not going to see divisions. You're just going to see this beautiful planet. We all live here and we all have to live here together. If we are constantly arguing and fighting and hating on each other, we, it gets us nowhere. It gets us absolutely nowhere. Is that the type of life that you want? Is it the type of life that you want for your children or your grandchildren? It's not the life I want for mine. So all I ask, we can't change the world at large, but we can change our little corner of it with a very easy action. Just please be kind to the person next to you. Whether you know them or not doesn't matter. It's it's just um, open a door for someone. Say thank you when they open the door for you. If you see somebody drop something, pick it up and hand it to them. And people smile. I see so many people walking along. First of all, they're buried in their phone. And they don't even notice the world around them. And that breaks my heart because there's nothing more beautiful than what we have around us. So please be kind and remember to smile. Look at what's around you. Look at what you've been given. This world is a gift. It's an absolute gift. So please enjoy it while you can. Spread that joy. Spread the kindness. And please smile. Okay? Now, that's it. I think I've just kind of blurted everything I felt. One thing um, that I do want to make absolutely clear because the subject came up in 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 a in, in a in a group where I was I was speaking um I'm not a doctor I'm not a psychologist in any way shape or form everything I know everything I feel about psychology about social interaction about relationships about personal growth all of it is gained by experience, by research, and by study. I'm not certified in any way, shape, or form. So please don't think that anything I have to say is gospel. It is not written in stone. It is, for the most part, uh, just how I have learned to look at something. Okay? So, with that said, with all of that, um, Letters to Sarah by Nancy L. Stanford. Uh, let's see, where else? Uh, to, para to uh, you know, just kind of uh, paraphrase the whole talk. Um, the next thing, okay, baseball. We're heading right down to it, and, and, and hopefully we don't all bite our fingernails off by the end of it. Um, hopefully your team is doing well and not just grinding down to the last minute like mine. And be kind. That's it, my loves. Be kind and smile those beautiful smiles. I am here to tell you from personal experience that that one sincere smile can change someone's life. And I'll talk about that again at another time. Okay? You take care, enjoy, and be kind.